Whoa, you hear that? DM Tony had to do some things tonight, so he gave us the keys to the intro. Say hello, boys. Yo. What's going on? Welcome. I'm Dan. I play Menace Pebble Walker, a mini-tar ranger. Jared, tell him who you are. Armos Vannon here, checking in your brilliant warlock tiefling. Oh, how about you, Alec? And I play Drell the Ashborn, one big Goliath with even a bigger fucking axe. Absolutely. Good to have you here today for the intro. We're taking over. Tell us if you want us here from now on. Anyways, guys, when I took that spell, Speak With Animals, did you ever think it was going to come in handy? No. 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 Never. No. I, I hated the fact that you took it, and I think I hated the <laughs> fact even more that it worked. But best moment it best was moment. no i i was dying laughing the entire time one of the funniest things i think that's happened on this podcast much more funny things to come but anyways we did solve our first ever DD puzzle we got some cool loot and rest our heads in hopes of pleasant dreams or so we thought they would be Ooh. anyways bard how about you play that intro and get us into the episode Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. You fall asleep, and you find yourself now awake in a dream state, oh my God. falling from the sky. Ah! You are in free fall. You are falling down, kind of like, you know how you catch yourself when you go to sleep? like oh shit you know when you fall asleep you kind of catch yourself because you feel like you're falling down you are now falling in midair a second ago you were sleeping you are now falling in air and you are maybe having a dream as you fall you look around you you look up and around you is a red sky above you are maroon shaded clouds and below you you turn your head and you see that you are heading towards a blood red sea you reach out desperately trying to grab anything around you but there is nothing but air two things you notice while falling there's nothing to grab and there's nothing to stop your fall except the water below and despite what you actually see you feel that rather than falling downwards you feel like you're falling upwards even though you're going down a few moments pass and you crash into this red murky water grasping for air you go under a few feet because you fell so high. You swim up, but as you swim up, it feels like you're going down gravity wise. And you finally get that breath of air. You're like, <gasps> you are gasping. You, you're, you're covered in blood. This is not water. This is all blood. You're looking around. You're just, tr it's taking all your strength just to stay afloat and it's just by treading the blood water, you feel like you're being pulled down a little bit, but that's because of how hard it is to stay afloat. Catching a breath, you look around the Red Sea and notice that the liquid all around you is calm. The only movement in this blood red water is your arms moving to keep you up. What are you thinking right now? Man, that's a lot. So I feel like my, with my character's wisdom, he would know that this is like a dream or he's gotta know, like, he wouldn't be panicking. The only reason he'd be panicking is because of, you know, obviously not, be, not being able to breathe and stuff. He would definitely be more worried about breathing than he would about, you know, the environment at this point. 
Okay. So you're looking around. You catch your breath. You're trying to stay above water as much as you can. But you don't know how much longer you can keep this up. You look around. There is no land around you. It is just ocean and miles and miles of blood. You look up and it is a blood red sky with maroon shaded clouds. And in the center of the sky is a blood red moon with a bluish tealish hue surrounding it. Looking back down in front of you, because this caught your eye and you were focused on this blood red moon, you look back down and realize halfway submerged, half of its body submerged, is a giant, pale, motionless whale. Over his face is a skull that you would assume is a whale skull. So it looks like it has an exoskeleton where it's peering at you with its blue eyes. He's just through the blowhole, blood comes out as if a whale would be spitting out water. After staring intently into his eyes for a moment, he opens his mouth slowly and all the murky water begins to flow into his mouth like he is trying to suck in any type of food around him. Staring into the whale's maw, you see several rows of teeth, a large purple tongue, and the large purple tongue leads all the way down into his dark belly. But at the end of the dark belly, you see a light of a red, swirly, bloody vortex, similar to the portal you saw when you met Reginald. Everything goes black as his mouth slams shut with you inside and you wake up in a cold sweat. Hours later in the room, and you look at your hands, and although you are not wet, your hands are bloodied. You don't see any wounds. You're not hurt, but your hands are wet with blood. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm just impressed on how good that was. <laughs> so you could take a second right now yeah. to be like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me think. Reginald is still sound asleep. It is. Se you feel that several hours later, though. Yeah. You slept for a little bit. It's still middle of the night. Everyone else is sleeping. Wake up, see hands. Instantly am starting to worry because uh, I f felt like it was a dream, but now it's all of a sudden feeling more more real. So mm -hmm. I uh, kind of panicking at this point a little bit, trying to s still keep my composure. I uh, give Reginald a little nudge to, to wake him up and kind of show him what's going on. Reginald wakes up. He looks at your hands. He goes, oh, the dream. But right there, we're going to put a pin in it. We're now going to go over to, we're going to go over to Minus. Minus, how you doing, bud? You're, you're, wow, man. What a great few days you've had. Oh my God. I made so many friends. <laughs> By the way, we are rewinding time a little bit. You are getting ready to go to sleep. Everyone's been going to sleep. You look over, you see your new friends, your companions. Drell's having another beer. Armos is sound asleep. Kemi Joe is sound asleep. Just the last 20 hours, let alone your whole journey. You've you've seen so much. You're eager. You're, you're so excited. You're so excited. You fall into your bedroll and fall into a deep slumber. You were you just realized how exhausted you were. You played board games today. You fought monsters today. You wrote down so many notes in your nifty little journal that you've been keeping for years. You came from a place where nobody liked you, where you were bullied constantly, and now you're surrounded by people who can tolerate you. You never had this feeling before. You feel great, Minus. So great that the exhaustion finally takes over to you, takes over you, and you start to dream. A little sunlight hits your, your cute little face. 
and you wake up. Not really wake up, but you open your eyes to a younger, more exciting time. You look around, you're outside, and you realize that you're 14 again. You feel like you're having like a, you're dreaming of like a, like an older memory, a better time in your life. You open your eyes and you're not in a cottage anymore. Instead, you're back at home in the ivory boulders. The sun is shining, the breeze is cool, and your acne is under control. The mountain <laughs> rages in the distance, it's calming, and the trees and the foliage, and, and there's trees and foliage in front of you, a lush green. And you remembered to take a bath this morning. You licked your penis real well. You feel great. You take a second to appreciate the moment. Oh man, this is great. <laughs> I feel maybe my voice is like a little <laughs> kind of like this, right? Mm -hmm. Like ah, what? Why do I? Why do I feel like? I feel like I'm missing something. Dra, dra. Uh, that's a name. Drag. Maybe. Drag. You look back down in your hands, and you have a journal, just like the one you carry on your adventures, except it looks newer and less used. You're observing some odd-looking plants and insects in front of you, taking an interest in the wildlife around your town, while other kids are off playing cowball, you know, or human tipping or whatever, you know, <laughs> doing minotaur stuff. You're fascinated by the plant life in your town. And mainly, the reason why you're excited about it is because they don't make fun of you. They don't make fun of you like the other kids do. So while the kids are playing, you're taking notes. And as you're taking notes, a female minotaur approaches you and kind of scares you for a second. She taps you on the shoulder. You're like, oh, 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 and she introduces herself as Flora. Flora Rubble Riser. She's another kid in your tribe that's your age, and you know her like everyone else does. Beautiful, smart, caring. She's a popular girl among the youngsters among your, and among the teenagers in your town. To you, nobody compares to her, not even in the girls in, the, in your Utter's Weekly magazine that you hide underneath your bed. I don't have that. That's that's not mine. Nah, who has who reads Otters who reads Otters Weekly? That's <laughs> pervs read that. You notice she takes an interest in what you're doing and you start telling her about the plan and animal life around the clan and around the town and it's all wrong information because it's a new hobby, but she doesn't correct you. In fact, although she's a little weirded out by your interest, she's intrigued that you're passionate about it and it's kind of inspiring. She just kind of sits there and listens. Some time passes and you two start to laugh at each other, making jokes. And you, you're just, man, this is such a good, good time. And you remember this time fondly until something bad happened. Well, Miranor comes over, a bigger, stronger, clearly an alpha minotaur. And he shoves you to the ground, calls you weak and struts over to Flora. He goes, breathing all muscular. His, you know, his, he just started hitting minotaur puberty. So his muscles are setting in. He's about two feet taller than everybody else. You haven't hit your growth spurt yet. He already hit his twice. <laughs> and he looks over, he looks over at her, looks at you, calls you weak, looks over at her, looks over at her, looks over to Flora and goes, why don't you lose the chump and check the pump? And he flexes his new bicep at her. And Flora, she notices that all the kids are looking at her and, uh, you know, making comments. And she reluctantly gets up and walks by the kids and, and Miranor. How you feeling? At, at this age, I'm pretty, uh, pretty Riley, right? I'm, uh, I get angry pretty easily at this age. I'm not quite used to all the bullying. I haven't found a coping me mechanism for it yet. The book is starting to help. Mm -hmm. I'm probably starting to fill it. I have a little friend count that has uh, one on it, mom. And then uh, next to it, I just added a plus one with Flora because she was talking with me, you know, for a while. Mm -hmm. I, I, I looked up at him and I was like, 
<laughs> just shut up, man. I'm just trying to do my thing, okay? You notice there's a rock in your hand. I throw it. In anger, you take the rock and you throw it at the back of his head. And when that rock hits the back of his head, he stops. Flora stops. The backs are still facing towards you. All the kids around go, ooh, 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 minutes, ooh. The sky turns blood red and all the clouds are shaded maroon. The environment totally changes. You haven't completely noticed, but you are angry. You are fuming. You haven't been this angry in a very long time. You finally made a friend and he took it away from you. And you are you just start yelling obscenities that you haven't really said before. You're not even sure what you say, but you know what you're saying is pretty hurtful. The sky gets redder and redder above Miranor, kind of the distance. As you're looking at him, you can kind of see the rest of the skyline. You notice a moon, a blood red moon with a bluish tealish hue surrounding him. Miranor then turns around and in, in an instant, he's complete, his face is completely changed. His face is actually completely gone. It is a giant mutated mouth with several rows of teeth where his face used to be. The skin has turned completely pale. His arms are now huge. His body is bigger and his skin is ripped in several places where you can see his raw muscle tissue. Like he just grew three feet in a second when he turned around towards you. His horns have begun to move in a snake-like fashion and have also doubled in size. He charges you and tackles you to the ground yelling. It is not Miranor anymore. It is a demonic version of Miranor. Your worst nightmare of Miranor. You don't know. You just overpowered and he tackles you to the ground. You just notice the blood red sky for one more time as he smashes his fist down into your body and goes to take a bite out of you. As he goes to take a bite, you wake up in a terrible cold sweat. You have a flower in your hand. Is anybody else up at this point or is it, is, am I just, nobody else is up. So I'm in this, uh, I'm in this cold sweat and I, uh, I look at the flower. Uh, is there anything special about the flower? Can I like inspect it? It is, you're not too keen on what type of flower it is, but it looks like a lily. Okay. Possible lily flower. It was the flower that you were looking at with Flora. Damn. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty freaked out by this. You know, nothing like this has happened to me before. Mm -hmm. Um, but with my uh, proficiency in scrapbooking, I flatten the flower. <laughs> I, I like uh, take like some little adhesive I probably have in my pack, right? And just kind of glue it to the page and uh, create a little dream journal note in my diary, in my little journal of what just happened. With that noted, we're going to rewind time one more time. So when everyone's going to bed and we're going to go over the drill. What's up, drill? How you doing, man? Oh. You feel great, right? You just killed so many monsters, bro. Yeah, I'm sleeping. Bro. Sleep. I feel like I'm gonna have a great, great, great sleep tonight. You know, you can have a great sleep, dude. Ain't nothing yeah. gonna stop you. Ain't nothing, nothing bothering you, dude. No, you feel great, bro. You you set on this quest a week ago, and you finally got to kill so many monsters. They probably deserve. They deserved it, man. You, you look how many people they killed. How many innocents they probably they killed, killed. You one came, fucked up bugbear. You know, bro. You killed fucked a bunch of bugbears who who killed people in town and kept attacking a town. Exactly. You solved the bugbear problem. You killed a demon bugbear. You know, you fought a zombie, and you saw how many you saw how many bodies were in that room before. There were so many bodies. They didn't deserve that. Maybe some of them probably definitely didn't deserve it. Maybe some did. Who knows? But you had a great day. You honestly, you could probably fight some more. Huh? It's something to attack the house. You could probably fight some more, right? I mean, you, you today was the 
most live you felt in a long time you're not in a nomad tribe anymore you're finally fulfilling your destiny dude you feel great exactly that's what i'm talking alive and you know you took down a giant you never seen before Whew. good day good day you close your eyes you take a moment and you you open them again and you didn't realize you're in the frigid north in the middle of a ferocious snowstorm standing tall your beard and cloak blow majestically in the harsh winter winds you know, you take that deep breath. It's like, you haven't had this feeling in a, in a week or so. It's been because you came from the north. It's like, well, how did I end up back here? You turn around and there's a giant, massive, white direwolf laying in front of you. He's lying there on, this, on his side, motionless. His white fur almost blends into the, into the snow behind him. And honestly, if you weren't standing right in front of him, you might have not even noticed him. Along his face, you see a scar over his left eye. There's dried up blood around his mouth and fangs uh, around some of his paws. And then you notice as the wind cools up ever so slightly that uh, in the side of his stomach, in the side he's not laying on is a is a great axe lodged deep into his body. It's a double sided great axe. The wolf does not whimper and you walk close to it. And you realize that the wolf is dead. Um, you look back to you, you battle the northern winds as you make your way over to the axe to inspect it. And you lay gaze upon its hilt and you trying to admire its handiwork because this axe has clearly took down this ferocious beast. Uh, you, you've killed wolves before, but you haven't seen wolves this big. This is a massive wolf. He's about like 20 feet high and he's about maybe if you're standing up 20 feet high, just about on all fours, maybe about 30 feet long. It's a massive wolf going through your head well do i recognize the the hilt of the axe you do As a matter of fact you know this handiwork it looks a little old is it my axe it is not your axe is it my aunt dory's axe it is it looks a little retro it looks older it's like maybe this is one of her older designs but you you know for a fact that this is your aunt dory's handiwork you see a crest engraved on its hilt and it's your clan's um, and the handle looks fitted to the user's grasp. It's pretty large hands. Um, although it could fit into a Goliath, it's slightly bigger than your hands. Um, the edges, and then as you're looking at it, as you get closer to it, the edges of the axe from the hilt go swirling all the way down, like engraved in the wood. Like there's like wood engravings on it that lead to the blade. And there's also like some engravings that lead to the edges that all shines blue. The bluest hueish swirling energy inside of it starts to illuminate the axe along the grooves, both blades. The edge of the axe that isn't stuck into the side of the wolf starts glowing around the edges. Kind of similar to the gem you saw before. Not related. Not related to the gem. Don't want you to read too much into it, but like that same color. The closer you look at it, the storm clears and the color of the axe subsides. You don't know maybe if it started glowing and it took away the storm's power if the if the snow and the harsh with the winds went inside the axe but when the axe started glowing the winds died below your feet because now you can see your feet there is a skull bright in front of you and you can tell that it is a skull of a goliath stepping back a bit more you see that there's a body buried beneath the snow right in front of the wolf's belly so you can assume that that maybe the uh, the axe belonged to whatever died in front of it. Yeah. You dig down and you reveal the rest of the body wearing torn clothes, some armor. In this moment, you put the pieces together that with the 
clan you see that has the clan markings um it's a really big skeleton you have the feeling that this is actually your father you aren't you aren't sad because it's the way that you feel goliath should go out i mean it may have this wolf may have killed your father but your father also killed this wolf yeah you know you're not sad you're not griefed but you you feel you feel a type of way you look back up to the snowy skies beyond the mountains you see that the skies were once blue were dark are now red very red all the clouds are now maroon colored and there is a blood red moon above you with a bluish tealish hue surrounding it you hear some rumbling not wind rumbling you feel the ground rumbling you look over towards the wolf's head which is about maybe five ten feet away from you from where you're laying from where the wolf is laying down towards you the wolf's head starts to split open from the center to the sides the wolf's skull lifts itself from its body the, the skeleton is now leaving the wolf's body looks at you dripping blood piercing red eyes the skull of the wolf flings its head straight up lets out a terrible blood curling howl immediately gets deep and harsh it slowly turns to you next to its side it's half of its body has erupted half the skeleton has erupted from its body looks at you and goes to bite you you put your hands in front of your face and you wake up in a cold sweat you look down at your hands and you have a bunch of white wolf fur in your hands assuming that maybe you grab some on the way out everyone else is asleep holy fuck dude he's probably super shook right now he's i feel like he's having a hard time I guess trying to figure everything out because if he thought it was a dream, you know, he's like, then how the fuck do I have this white hair in my hands? You know? Mm-hmm. So you notice that nobody else is up. And matter of fact, you realize you're incredibly tired again. You're very tired. You can't keep your eyes open. You notice that everyone else is asleep and you give a big yawn and you, f- you kind of like tuck the wolf fur away. And that's the last thing you just fall back asleep. Matter of fact, that's something similar that happened to all three of you. You guys just fall back asleep. You guys are just kind of fell back asleep shortly after you adjusted yourself from waking up. Kind of like you had a pee in the middle of the night, you know? You know when you got to pee, you don't really remember you walking yourself to the bathroom. You just know you did it. It's kind of how it happened. It's kind of how it went down. Sun breaks. It is now 10 in the morning. You guys all wake up. I would say peacefully, but given the dreams you guys just had, I don't think it's so peaceful. No. How are you guys feeling? <laughs> what are you guys doing? You guys just woke up. Kimmy Joe is already making breakfast, by the way. He woke up a little while ago. Did Kimmy Joe have a bad dream? I don't know. Does he look shook? Oh, he looks great. He's singing. He has a song <laughs> in his heart. He's making some bacon eggs. He's like, whoo He's like, every time he flips, like, he's making some pancakes. He goes, every time he flips it, he goes, whoo Some of them look like, you know, he's made the pancakes are in cool shapes. You know, there's some hearts in there. There's some flasks shaped pancakes because he's an alchemist so uh, i think drell like sits up and he kind of just like looks at armos and menace to see like if they're like looking at like i guess he's kind of like looking around to like just 
I guess realign himself that he's back in like where. All right, you're looking around, Minus. What are you doing? I'm I'm sleeping. You, you can see me snoring, right? And then I like slowly start to fall out of the chair, and then I and then land on the ground, almost like a cat, <laughs> and like and just get like shaken awake. I'm like, yeah, you guys are looking around, Armos. What are you doing? I wake up and instantly look at my hands just to make sure because I mean, you you washed them off. You know, um, you cleaned yourself up before you went back to sleep, but you really don't rem- remember much yeah. past that point. Um, but yeah, you, you don't see any blood on you. You know, Reginald looks pretty good. He's like, oh, yeah, we had a rough night. Drell and Minus, you guys are looking around. You know, you see Kemi Joe, Armos sees Minus. Uh, Minus sees Armos and Drell. Drell sees Minus, Armos, Reginald. Minus sees Drell, Armos, Reginald, and Kemi Joe. I see Reginald? You guys notice? All right. You see Reginald. What? Wait, we finally Wait. see Reginald? Wait a second. You guys see Reginald. What? I look at, uh, yeah, I'm looking at Drell. What the? F- so where, where's Reginald as of? Reginald, Reginald is at the foot of your okay. bedroll. Bunny! Who the fuck bunny! let a bunny in here? Bunny! What, what you, wait, I throw what? a net at it. What are you guys it. talking about? I throw one of my nets at it. Oh, uh, roll to hit. What? Ah! Yeah, I throw my net at it. Wait. That's a 19 <laughs> plus three. So the net has like, you know, some weights on it. So like when it catches something, it instantly like rolls up. So it hits Reginald. He tumbles back into the wall. Like, <laughs> what the hell, man? What gives? What the fuck is going on? Who let the goddamn bunny in here? I just run over and I like grab the net and make sure it can't escape and hold it up for everybody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Put me down. Put me down, man. Whoa. They can talk. They can talk. Of course I can talk. You can talk. What do you expect? I'm just speechless. Armos, what are you you doing with this bunny? What are you doing? (laughs) He's like trying to look up at him. He's like trying to get his head through like one of the holes, but he can't. He's like, well, I mean, he's like, he could kind of touch the floor because of how short Minus is. He's not freaking out too much. (laughs) So I'm in total shock. And I'm just trying to figure out what is what they do know and what they don't know at this point in time. And I'm like, so you guys can see him, you can hear him. Yeah, nice friends you have, Armos. I'm just, I'm just like staring at him in in the net. Like, what is this? What are you? Hey, are you like, uh, you cool? Can you guys hear him talk? Yes. Yeah, we can hear the fucking goddamn bunny talk. What do you mean he's talking to all of us right now? Yeah, what, what is this guy? <laughs> what is Arm- wow, twice you're gonna burn me. Twice you're gonna burn me. Oh, you know hey, this guy. You're drinking Armos, with the tall you know this over here. You're all good, and now your buddy, buddy, you don't need your friend Reginald anymore. But now, all of a sudden, oh, look who it is. And now it's like, well, who is this guy? Okay, I see how it is. With my left hand, I write down in my journal <laughs> his name, Reginald, and draw a really crude bunny. <laughs> yeah, so this bunny is pure black fur beady red eyes he's about if he's standing straight up he's maybe about two feet tall like approaching it his ear he has one normal ear that stands straight up and the other one's like all crooked and jagged so i didn't like grab reginald's hair in my dream no <laughs> no oh my God. you did okay. not grab reginald's hair uh from a player standpoint in your head you when you woke up and you grabbed that fur you were convinced that is probably the white fur from the massive dire wolf that you saw okay all right, so I uh, I look at Reginald. I'm like, whoa, hey, all right, Reginald, you're if you're cool, if you're Armos's friend, you're my friend. Listen, we're- he was my friend until he sells me down the damn river. Oh really? Oh yeah. Armos, should yeah. I like keep him in this net then? If he he says he's not your friend, oh give me the goddamn net. 
But you just said you're not his I friend. Why would I keep face if you keep me in this night? You let me go right now before I end you. He's like trying to get out. He's like nibbling. Yeah, I'm just looking at Armos back at the bunny back at Armos. Like, what do I do? The only reason you're not dead is because you gave me hay and I was hungry and he doesn't feed me. I get. I give you hay. So I try to I try to get the tensions to die down. I step in between uh, Reginald and the the rest of the group. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, do you like take the do you take the, like the net out of my hand? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the I got the net. I got the the. Yeah, I, I very quickly give it to him. I'm accepting this. Like, yeah, you take care of this. <laughs> Wait, so Armos, how long have you had this bunny? <laughs> I am not a bunny. I am a great, mighty demon. Yeah. He, looks like, he looks like a bunny. His ears like just twitch a little bit uh, as he feels himself in the moment. Yeah, don't, don't mind him. He he his uh, bark is worse than his bite. He bites your he bites your little tiefling ear. How about this bite? <laughs> so as long as I can remember, he's he's been with me, and up until about just a second ago. No one's ever seen him, so we're all in this kind of together at this point. This is all new territory, and I kind of hold the bag up and kind of investigate Reginald just to make sure that if they can see him, maybe I see him in a different light or something along those lines. <laughs> uh, you you see him in the same light you always have. Amazing, beautiful, cute, adorable, powerful, you know. All the standard stuff. I uh, I get my net and I walk over to Drell. I whisper over to him. I'm like, "Hey, uh, Drell, I think I think this guy's a warlog." Uh, <laughs> I think I think I think I think he's a warlog. You've heard of those, right? You mean warlock? Uh, uh, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, warlock. <laughs> uh, wait, we knew Armos was a was a warlock. You. I, I was joking. I knew. <laughs> I knew what a warlock was. I was just kidding. I, had to, I write down my notebook. Warlock is a real thing because <laughs> I never. I heard stories, but I never knew. I, I well, I assume we knew he's a warlock just by yeah. watching him cast spells and shit, or at least drill. I, I was just like, oh, cool magic, man. <laughs> so this uh, this is where uh, I'll kind of fill in the party at this point. I guess at this put a put all the cards on the table let them know what's what's been going on so i kind of let them know the backstory about how i can't remember anything and then this this bunny ended up showing up and then how the stones are kind of important so i kind of give them the whole the whole spiel yeah so you want me to you want me to give them like a cool summarization yeah okay so almost was in the middle of a ritual spell he knows he was a part of a ritual. It went terribly wrong. Uh, he may leave out some details of how things have went down and from what he can remember and the bloody dismemberment that happened. But he remembers a red flash. Everyone around him was dead. There was this blood portal in front of him and Reginald was standing in the center of the room. And he don't know how or why, or even if he meant to, but he made a pact with Reginald. and. Um, Reginald says he's a demon and in Armos's mind that kind of checks out like yeah he he's a warlock so that's what he does he summons demons and things like that he doesn't know how long he's been doing it all of his recent memories were gone and some odd years were gone because he doesn't recognize anybody in the room um, but he made a pact and the pact of this demon shifted, shifted into a bunny for reasons unknown at this point they decided that um, Reginald was able to use the portal 
to go somewhere nearby um and he knew it's like i think wherever this portal is going to take us is going to take us somewhere to solve whatever our question is or get our questions answered the portal dropped him outside of gilo and he wandered into town went to the running goblin all disoriented duncan saw that he was he was lost he not not sure how he got there he doesn't even know if he was on the same continent at the time but you know, Duncan took him in because he likes to help people and he's spending a few days there and that's when you guys came in and he's just been trying to piece everything together. Did I miss anything? And the red crystals are... Oh, so he... So some... One of the memories that he got back was that when he saw these red shards, um, he got a slight flashback that at a moment in his life before the ritual, he had a bag of these and he knew that it was meant for something magical. So, uh, remember last night how I asked you if you've, you know, heard of these or <laughs> knew about them and you kind of apparently just lied to us. Is, is that what it's, you're saying? It's not lied. It's more like, you know, saving to explain all of that in a, you know, short period of time. I just met you guys, you know, this one wants to be friends with everyone. I'm just trying to make sure that we can keep. Keep this, uh, you know, this good thing going. And, uh, yeah. And also, when I grabbed that axe, yeah, I saw death and destruction of everything that w I, it killed. So, yeah. Do you want to know that, too? Because it sucked. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a great nightmare just probably... a second ago where I almost got swallowed by a dang uh, pale whale in a bloody pool. Wait, you had a bad dream, too? Uh, Wait, you did, too? I also had a, a pretty rough dream last night. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I was there at the spot where my my dad died to a dire wolf. So, oh, uh, and Drell like pulls out the hair. Drell, you you know that a dire wolf does not even come close to the size that this wolf was. I mean, you could say it's a dire wolf, but you know that it was definitely something much bigger, more meaningful than a dire wolf. Yeah, come on, dude. My dad wouldn't have just died to a dire wolf. Nah, of course not. He's a bad <laughs> ass. Yeah. Pussy? No, nah, absolutely fine. Um, not. Yeah, so Drell pulls out the hair and he goes, and somehow when I woke up, I I had the the fucking hair of this demon giant direwolf thing. So yeah, I I, I would say I, my dreams were pretty fucked last night. Menace, you said you you had yeah. I open up my journal and I show them the page. Right, I'm like, yeah, I uh, I woke up with this flower. Um, you know, it it's actually a flower I've seen before. Um. It's one that I, uh, I actually, you know, used to pick back in my, back in my village. Reginald starts sniffing the flower and he's like trying to maybe take a bite out of it. And I, I quickly like pull it back as he tries to bite. Oh, well, we'll do it. Oh, come on, man. You know, it's Harris Karen. Uh, yeah. Do you have like a, a leash for that thing, Arma? A leash? How about you got a leash for you? You got a leash for you? No, huh? I wish. I uh, wish. Are you an animal? Imagine you an this animal? thing talking to you. All the time, and then also trying to talk to you guys at the same time. It's it's awful. When we go to pick up Menace's cart, maybe we'll we'll ask the stable master. Oh yeah, stable oh. master. Oh, a muzzle, oh, a muzzle. Go. He thumps really loud on your foot. It doesn't it doesn't do any. It doesn't hurt you, <laughs> but like you you definitely feel like some type of annoyance. Is like how'd you like that? Huh? You want more of that? There's another one where that came from. He thumps again on your foot. So wait, nothing. Menace got. A flower, you got hair, and I wake up with bloody hands. Wait, what's going on? Your two, your things are all sentimental. Why is mine like death and destruction? What's going on here? 
Well, it's probably because uh, you're a warlock. I mean, it, a was, warlock. it was pretty, pretty death and destruction where I was. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I was getting pounded on as well. Wait, what? Huh? Yeah, there was, uh, there's this guy back in the village. Um, he, you know, used to kind of rough me around back in the day. Uh, so it was, uh, actually kind of a repeat of something that happened to me a while ago. And he, uh, he grew probably, oh my gosh, I want to say he was twice the size and he's a big minotaur. He's the biggest in our clan. And he, uh, he grew pretty big and he had like crazy snake horns and veins and he looked insane. Sounds kind of red. I, I, th- I thought it looked kind of lame, uh, personally, but yeah, you could say that. Uh, I think you look pretty, sounds pretty cool. I mean, uh, some, yeah, some maybe. I, I guess is, could these be related to the blood shards that we just got yesterday? Because why, I guess, why would Minus have a dream like that? He's not holding one of the blood shards. Wait, Reginald, when when I woke up, we were we were about to talk. What happened? What, we, I, I had bloody hands. Well, I mean, I started talking. I thought you were going to apologize for dissing me so rudely last <laughs> night. But no, you just kept mumbling. And the next thing I know, you just kind of passed out. What were we talking about? Well, we were talking about the dream you had. Okay. You were telling me about this giant whale and the blood red moon. Yeah. And then what did you say about it? That you had the dream with the blood red moon. Is it something you're aware of? Is this oh, new? Oh, yeah, I'm aware of the blood red moon is where I'm from. What? Is that your world? I, I mean, yeah, I can see it from my world. Yeah, it's there every day. Wait, it's perpetually I... nighttime and nothing but blood and despair is all around us as demons reign supreme in this world of chaos and apocalypse and mighty I start scratching his head. energy. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, I saw a blood red moon in my dream as well. Oh, yeah, I, I did too. Yeah. Oh. Still scratching his head. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, that feels good. You guys had the dream. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, I, I, I saw right that there. moon. It's pretty crazy. Oh, I like, I smack Menace's hand away from fucking petting Reginald <laughs> because he's yeah, 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 yeah. Like You pull back on his ears. He goes, oh, oh, oh. you smack his hand. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Yeah, I hate that. It's the worst feeling. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So, listen, I'm in a tight spot with the information I can tell you because I'm bonded to this guy. This asshole points at Armos. I'm bonded to this dude, but I'm also bonded from the place he summoned me from. Okay. The thing is, nobody's supposed to be able to summon this because where we come from, the guy who runs the show has a pretty tight lock on that type of stuff. Okay. So. Unless he's here for a portal to open up, unless I'm opening it. I mean, I've opened portals here all the time, but unless somebody's opening it, like, we haven't had one open on us before. We do the opening, okay? So, who is the boss that you're talking about? He has a blank stare as his face drops emotionless when you ask that question. I poke him. He just kind of wobbles in place. Huh. He like, you know, he poke him, he leans, and he's like, boom, 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 like steadies back out. Armos, how many times have you dropped this thing? What's wrong with it? Oh, goodness. Only only a few. He's, uh, he's... <laughs> he shakes out of it. He doesn't have quite all the information. Here's the thing. I'm bonded to Armos. I'm bonded from where I came. I can't contradict the two. Okay, well, hey, guys, listen. 
I'm sure we can figure out more of this later, but I'm kind of on a big quest right now, and I, I, I think I, I need to get going. Um, do you think we eat, maybe, and uh, get back to the, the town? Kemi Joe's still flipping pancakes. What's going on over there? Anybody want some pancakes? They're flipping like... Uh, I made them in the shapes of flasks and beakers and bottles and wide-neck bottles and low-neck bottles, some bottles with large bases, some okay. bo some uh, bottles yeah, with thanks, flat Kemi. bases. Kemi, okay. thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we get it. You made breakfast. <laughs> um, so I made some syrup with the alchemy jug, too. It's great. Uh, I got my ale with mine. I'm, I'm good. Thanks, though. But yeah, I think I agree with Minis. We need to go back and turn in this this head so we get you know the reward and and then go from there kemi joe comes over uh he walks up to you guys he's got like a bunch of plates like waiter style he's setting it around some table and putting it where you guys are like respectively sitting um and he goes well uh you guys are heading back well this might be our where we part ways i gotta head back to the sigic colleges up north uh, i gotta turn in my assignment points to the jug it's pretty neat thank you again guys appreciate it if you're ever around if you're ever around ask for ask for Kemi joe i'm quite popular i'm quite popular up there so you I'm know sure come on down are. i got enough room in my dorm i got enough room in my dorm you guys come visit come sleep come hang out you know party <laughs> i'll definitely see you there and hey uh, i'm gonna win every single time we play let me tell ah, you i can't <laughs> wait to get you he does the finger guns to you i do him back <laughs> you guys just finger gun for a few minutes <laughs> yeah, for like two minutes because we're so into it. Way too long. <laughs> the un the uncomfortable silence falls, and you guys are back in your conversation. He just kind of cleaned it up now. I'm assuming that while you guys are having this conversation, you maybe eat some yeah. these delicious pancakes. Yeah, we're eating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead and everybody gets uh, five temporary hit points Ooh. added for having such a nice breakfast that this guy oh. went out of his way for as Love you know Jarrell dismissed him. Uh, cause he was just, you know, his generosity. It was more of the list of things. Uh, Reginald is like, <laughs> like flail on the pancake. So, uh, Armos, uh, does this thing like help you? Like what's it, what's it, is it useful? Like what's it do? Mouthful of pancake. Yeah, all the time, man. We got to see battle. I got to tell him what to do pretty much. I'm like his coach. He has yeah, a little, um, so far, no. He has a little he, hat on he all hasn't of a sudden. He has done anything. <laughs> he has a little, like, coaching hat on all of a sudden. Like, he has, like, a little sports jacket, like a prop. He's been, like, a, yeah, I've been, like, a father to this guy, you know? Yes. Interesting. So far, no. It, not helpful at all. Just around. Yeah, around, yeah, around, around. He does the quotations with his ears. If you've uh, noticed food missing, I can tell you that uh, that's... That's half the reason. Oh, right yeah, that, was, that definitely me. Hundred percent me. Hundred percent me. I add a, I add a little plus one to my best friend count in my journal now that I've read it. <laughs> so real quick, while we're eating, Reginald, you say that you normally do the summoning of this stuff. Uh, well, I mean, I've opened many a rift in my millennia. And you did that how? Me? Oh, it's very easy from that place. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, there's certain requirements that need to happen here for me to be allowed to do it there. You know, there's certain things that need to fall into place, kind of like the stars aligning a little bit. But, you know, when, you know, like I said, I, I kill people, <laughs> you know, I kill people. I'm a great or mighty demon who runs an army. I have seven wings. You know, it's a pretty big deal where I'm from. Um, yeah. So whenever I, I, you know, I open the portal and I drag people through. See, I, I stop him and I'm like, see, guys, this is the information I get. This is what I get. You said stars have to align. Like, what does that mean? Well, that was what? a metaphor. I mean, certain things need to happen. Yeah. What? His face goes blank. 
So this is what I'm saying. You, it's like talking in circles with him. You, you, you don't really get much out of him. I'm just packing up at this point, you know. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah, I think Drell just gets up and <laughs> just gets ready. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you guys are, you know, Reginald is now rambling. He's like, yeah, it was great talking to you two guys. This guy, this guy only uses me. I feel like we can be friends. And he goes over to Minus and he does like this hand thing where he hits his chest, hits his shoulder, hits his chest, hits his shoulder, and he goes back and forth like, like buddy, buddy. Yeah. We can be friends. I do the same thing back. <laughs> you guys are just tapping each other on the chest constantly. Hey, oh, oh, hey, I like this bunny, guys. Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> He's going to be good. He's going to be good. I might kill him last. <laughs> I knew it. I had a feeling you would say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I say goodbye to Kemi Joe, of course. I'm going to give him a big old hug. Kemi Joe gives you a big hug back. Oh, I'm going to miss you, man. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. I'll miss you too, man. I'll miss you too. <laughs> I'm crying a little. Walks over to Armos. He has not noticed Reginald, by the way. He walks over to Armos goes to shake his hand hand is extended to armos <laughs> <laughs> i uh lean down and shake his hand as well you shake his hand he goes it was nice pleasure to meet you armos thank you for saving me from that dark room with all those corpses and i appreciate it you saved my life thank you for trusting me he walks over to drell it gets on his toes he realizes that he can't reach takes out like a little box like a little stepping stool gets up on a stepping stool puts his hand all the way up to shake drell's hand drell reluctantly shakes it back just because just just because he made breakfast for him honestly his tiny hand fully grabs one of his large fingers and shakes it like that he goes thanks drell Thank you. Thank you for allowing me. Hope you enjoy that alchemist jug. I know I'm going to enjoy mine. We're alchemy jug brothers now. <laughs> don't forget to don't forget to call hang out. Send an owl. You know what I'm saying? Since your college is up north. Campus drill is already campus halfway four. outside of the building. <laughs> it's great seeing you. All right. So you guys walk uh, back to the path. Kemi Joe follows behind. And then when you get to the path, you know that you guys have to head south to head back to the town of Gilo. And he has to head north. And he has his backpack on both straps. And he starts making his way north. And he starts singing with a song in his heart and a skip to his beat on his feet. Nice. What are you guys doing? Can we wait for, is there like a route that wagon was taking that we can just wait for to take it back? Um. So you're on the road and you know the road is pre-paved. That maybe a carriage might come by, but you're not sure when because there's no like official stop for it. You know that, uh, well, Drell knows that this is the way he may have passed to get into town from Lord Baron's divider. Um, now that thinking about it, your divider, you definitely went down this road before too. You just didn't see the cottage because it was like deep in the woods a little bit. You know, you're not too far away. You're about 10 miles away. You could probably walk there. I look at Drell and I'm like, hey, Drell. You know those, uh, you know those, uh, rocket, little rocket propelled booster shoes you got? Do you think you could, uh, fly us back on those? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we might as well try to use them, right? <sighs> yep. I mean, I'll just, I'll just, uh, we'll just piggyback you, you know? If you're okay with that, you know? Yeah, let's give it a shot. So, just so you know, this is an attachment on your boot. That propels you forward when you hit a button because that's what Kemi Joe taught you. You can probably, I don't know if you're going to be able to pick up Armos and carry everyone's stuff. Like, that's a lot of weight. You might be able to make a strength check if you want to do that. And then, what are you guys going to do? You let me know what you guys are going to do. You're all yeah. adults here. Yeah, you're we're going to, we'll go ahead and try it out. We'll go ahead and try it out. <laughs> Explain to me how you're going to try this out. I would okay. love to know <laughs> so, how this is going to happen. 
so what we'll do is uh i mean i'm pretty tall right so i assume i can hold menace in like one arm oh, like a baby yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then armos and reginald can kind of just like climb up on my back and i can just like give like a piggyback ride to armos so you got all the stuff you're carrying on your back menace where's your little cart it's back it's in the back town. in the place it's yeah, back to the town? Yeah. Okay. So you're going to hold up Minus. Minus, how much do you weigh? Uh, 100 pounds. Almost. How much do you weigh? 60. I mean, I have powerful builds, so I carry a large amount anyways due to my... Yeah, I'm still going to make you do a strength check, though. I'm just trying to set the DC by how much weight. So you're carrying about uh, 260 pounds in their weight, plus their equipment, which is about another 80 pounds dispersed around their body. You know, rations, like basic shit to survive bedroll like all this stuff that they've been carrying like they have pretty heavy bags you guys are adventurers you got your stuff so i'm gonna and you are goliath so you can lift heavy stuff and you're using your rocket boots for the first time carry push drag and lift oh yeah size large <sighs> so <laughs> you're first gonna roll a d20 okay you, you're carrying everybody <laughs> you're carrying everybody okay. Okay. Give, roll me a d20 give me a strength check of 10 I just want to see what you roll. Easy. Uh, DC 10. DC 10. Because you can carry all this stuff. It's just a little weird how you're carrying it. But, you know, Armos is piggybacking off you. And <laughs> you're holding. Did I roll you're a holding, nine? You yeah. rolled a nine. Yeah. You, plus your, wait, you plus your strength? Hold, That's plus my strength. <laughs> oh, Christ. God. As Armos gets on your back, you collapse and do a face plant. <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess this might not work. That ah, was worth a shot, wasn't it? <laughs> it's just the weight is so distributed awkwardly. Not that you couldn't hold it, you just couldn't keep balance while like, uh, while like Armos is on your back, while Menace is shifting his weight around because he's like, you have 100 pounds, 180 pounds just on one side of your body. It, it's hard for you to keep your composure a little bit. What was your, um, uh, what was your initial roll? Uh, so I rolled a six. Got it. Plus three. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that plan failed. Damn it. All right. I thought we almost had it. All right. I guess we better get walking, huh, guys? Yeah, I guess we'll just walk back to town. Okay. So you're on a road and because you're on a main road, you know, events might not happen as often and you know we're gonna roll for it of course and i'm gonna make one of you guys roll for it okay. um yo roll a anybody got a d100 uh i do uh let me know what you guys got uh, all of us are rolling all of us uh would you somebody choose among yous among yous uh you, you can start armos you all you armos all right here we go 26 <laughs> oh yes oh god <coughs> oh yes eat one okay just kidding roll uh somebody roll me a d4 minus one all right dancer all right uh we're using this one because that's my lucky one i guess yeah it's a one <laughs> it's a one all right so it will bottom out at one because it said yeah, d yeah. roll a um, d3 you did say minus one though you didn't say that yeah, but I'm not gonna have it be zero, you know. Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah. too yeah, yeah, but I didn't I yeah, but it said roll a D three. Yeah. Hey, hey Alec, do me a favor, sneeze. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Drill holds plugs his nose. Oh, uh, this is my railroad campaign, choo choo. Okay. To oh, understand the context, go visit our TikTok. <laughs> DND pod. Look here, gatekeeper DM. You need to calm it down. <laughs> uh, Listen, I don't care about your backstory. Okay. I don't care about how 
Uh, there was murder and blood. Okay. So you guys are walking and you guys went about five miles. <laughs> Pretty good walk. You know, you guys are, you know, you walk five miles, you drink some water, you're feeling good. And there's an age old question that happens. Um, and this question has been asked many times before, but maybe in different forms that has been asked. Okay. One, one way, uh, the, this question has been asked and you guys are just conversing amongst each other. Um, what came first, the chicken or the egg? But in this sp specific scenario, why did the chicken cross the road? Very interesting. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because in front of you, standing at about two, three feet tall, is a weird-looking, sickly chicken. Well, it looks like a chicken to you guys. It has like a long, elongated tail. It looks like a lot of its feathers fell off. So you're seeing its skin. It's got some feathers across like at the top of its head and down its spine. Its wings look more, it's not dragon wings, but they look more dragon-like. Like their wings are pretty big. You would assume that if this thing stretched out its wingspan, it might be like five feet total. Um, This chicken is about two and a half feet tall. Maybe if it stood straight up, it's got a really long, scary looking beak. It's got like little beady eyes. Looks hungry. Like it hasn't eaten in a while. Like it looks pretty frail. Like if you killed this thing, it may have not give you much meat, but it looks pretty skinny, decrepit a little bit because it just hasn't eaten and it's crossing the road and it looks at you and it stops in place and kind of flutters its wings a little bit. It's sickly little wings. It's also gray. Its skin color is more gray than anything. What do you, how do you guys proceed? Bird. I just say bird. Bird indeed. <laughs> bird. <I'm> what? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Uh, I'm immediately like, it, I noticed it's sickly, right? I noticed it looks like it's hungry. It yeah, it looks pretty sickly. It's looking at you. <laughs> it, it hit, you know, it pecks the floor for like maybe like a breadcrumb or whatever. But it's looking okay, at I you. Probably... Reginald's like, that thing is uh, seen better days. Okay, then I definitely look at these guys. I'm like, oh, poor thing. Uh, guys, do you mind if I, I take a moment? Can we help help this thing? Is that okay? I feel bad. So real quick, it's on the road that we're going down. Like, yeah, it was crossing it, the road. So it's in front of us by how much? It wasn't walking down the road. It's crossing the road, like from yeah, one field to another. And it's yeah. in front of us. So we have to yeah. pass it. No, no yeah. matter what, uh, okay. it's it's looking at you. It's, it's noticed you guys. You know, yeah, it's yeah. daylight. It's maybe about like twelve in the afternoon right now. Menace, you want to help this thing? Do you see what that looks like? Oh yeah, I mean, it, I've seen a lot of animals like this. I just uh, ah! hey ah! hey ah! I uh, I pull out uh, you know some some food from my pack, and I uh, I I walk up slowly like with my hand outstretched with some food in it. Hey, hey, it's okay. Hey, we don't mean any harm. So you're holding out food for it, huh? Yeah, I want to help it. it. Looks hungry. It walks towards you. It's like a little curious. It does that little chicken head bob thing. Mm. Like, it notices you have food and it's like looking at it. You realize this thing is very lizard-like for a chicken. Okay. Well, you're pretty confirmed it's not a chicken. It looks like it's going to take a bite out of the food out of your hand. What do you do? There you go, buddy. Hey, hey, it's okay. I, I can I attempt to pet it? So yes. So you go to. He takes a bite out of the food and realizes that his beak is pretty sharp. You know, may not meant to attack you, but you definitely felt something, right? Like force. 
I'm going to need you to give me a wait constitution check. Let me know what you get. Constitution check. DC 11. Yes. Constitution saving throw. Excuse me. You have to beat an 11. <laughs> That's a uh, six. Yeah. You got any pluses to that? It's a six with the plus. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. Seven. Seven with the plus. He's getting out of your hand. You're like, oh, that tickles. And then you feel nothing. Um, you don't feel him eating out of your hand. You realize your hand is getting heavy. You look at your hand, and it's starting to turn to stone. Uh, guys! <laughs> dun, dun, dun! What'll happen to my hand, guys? What do you think? <laughs> uh, I think you're probably gonna just lose it. It's yeah, gone. I think it's done for. Yeah. Toodaloo. <laughs> yeah, maybe, uh, maybe shouldn't have, uh, tried to feed the decrepit little chicken thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trell would definitely have just walked away from it, so. Oh, boy. We'll see how I get to that one in the next episode. But hey, guys, uh, dudes, dudettes, thank you for listening to the podcast. We got some fun stuff to talk about today. Um, we did just get new art. We have so some dope-ass yes. art. So sick. <laughs> some of the coolest stuff we've ever seen really did our characters well. That was by our buddy Pascal. Um, we got their Twitter in the description, so go check that out. We also got a bunch of socials. Do you want to tell them about that, Alec? Yeah, I mean, our TikTok is just absolutely popping off. The content is going to be flowing, uh, so make sure you drop a follow there. Our Twitter is killing it. Um, and yeah, I mean, we got the... What do we? Got? What else we got? We got the Instagram. Get on the Reddit page. We're going to be dropping the art there, too. Oh, it's oh, going to yeah. be sick. Yeah. Right yeah, and you know what else we also got that patreon and you know what if you guys feel liking what you're doing and you feel like supporting it's the best way to do it to get us you know we got our little tin cup out sitting on the corner <laughs> uh but yeah if you want to support make sure to go over there dnd 404 on patreon absolutely that is the best way to make sure that we can provide really cool content here on the spotify rss feed apple podcast wherever you happen to listen to it but thank you for listening to the episode. Find out next time what happens to Minna's hand, and we'll see if he gets out of that one. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Later.